Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What's up, everybody, and welcome to The Reluctant Historian. This is the podcast where I try to show my husband that history is actually cool. I'm your host, Liz Lawson. And this is our reluctant historian, Dakota Lawson. On this podcast, I'll tell him a story from history, and he'll share his unapologetic thoughts and opinions. So, if you love history, or you absolutely hate it, this podcast is for you. That was like a that was a good intro that time. Was it? I felt <laughs> like I, I paused, like I forgot my line for a second. Well, I forgot your line for a second. It's good that you don't need to know my line. <laughs> that's my job. <laughs> that is good. And yeah. I kind of almost fucked it up. So. Almost. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so uh, on today's episode, Dakota, we are going to be talking about the worst year to be alive. Oh, is it now? Is it this year? <laughs> no. Is it just a history of 2021 <laughs> extending to 2020? No. Really? There was a worse year than yes. than this one? Yes. Scientifically proven. Really? Yes. Well, I do love uh, scientifically proven stuff. No, you don't. No, do I don't. You? I I Do don't you? like scientifically proven stuff. I What why would I not love scientifically proven stuff? <laughs> now now I'm confused. Well like Do you like scientifically proven for stuff? For instance that the vaccines work. <laughs> I love that. That shit. is science, yeah. Yes. I don't know, I just when I think of Dakota Lawson, I don't think, man, that's a guy that loves scientifically proven stuff. <laughs> it's not the basis of my identity. <laughs> <laughs> but I think science is cool, you know, as uh, Jesse in Breaking Bad said, science, bitch. Right. So there you have it. That means I love science. Got it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not a thing that I'm like, you know, create like, okay, maybe I'm over, maybe I'm sounding overhyped about science. Right. Science is cool. I'm okay. not passionate about it, but science is cool. And if you can scientifically prove that this is the worst year possible i dig it mm. so sit down buckle up and get ready to listen to the history of the worst year to be alive by recognizing that we are recording on Treaty 6 territory and the homeland of the Métis Nation. We make this acknowledgement and recognition that we are settlers here on the land that belongs to the many different First Nations of Canada. Okay, so before we start, Dakota wanted to share something about our plans for the last episode that we're going to record this year. So, Dakota, take it away. This is what I call my redemption arc. Ah! <laughs> after trivia pursuit. After trivial pursuit not trivia. trivia pursuit it's gotta be trivia after trivial pursuit uh, i need to redeem myself a bit so we are doing everybody's <laughs> favorite sort of sitcom trope a clip show yes. but not in the way that you think we're gonna talk about 
episodes past. Are we going to have to, like, listen to every episode? No, 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 no. The point of a lot of this is that uh, we're both going to do some work on it, I would say, in the sense that uh, we're going to look back on some of the episodes. Maybe you'll bring a a thing or two from one of the episodes, some of the favorites, I guess, Mm. that we've done. And maybe there'll be a quiz section where, where, uh, you know, we try to see... Do I remember anything? Have uh-huh. I retained any information? So right. I think this is going to be a joint effort that we're going to come up with. Cool. You know, I just came up with that on right now. But right. <laughs> it's going to be a look back, essentially. A look back at the reluctant historian. The past year of, yeah. of what we've accomplished. Well, we've got 42 episodes. So, like, there's a lot of meat there. Yeah, there is. So I'm just, I'm just curious if how much I remember. Probably not a lot. Right. Are we involving the audience at all? Well, if they want to uh, participate uh, or have any segment ideas for us, you know, throw us a DM or a uh, email to at the reluctant not at the reluctant historian, the reluctant historian at gmail dot com. So yeah, we're gonna come up with some uh, things that we can do for the podcast, and uh, you know, it'll be a look back and. A year in reflection. A year in reflection, and it's going to be a clip show, not clip show, where we're not actually going to roll clips, because those are the most lazy <laughs> episodes of sitcom television. Plus, I don't think I could edit that. Yeah, that's fair. You'd have to listen to all yeah. uh, 42 episodes or nope. 50 at <laughs> that point, and uh, <laughs> yeah, find your favorite moments. I you know? don't want to do that. So, anyways, it's going to be a, it's going to be fun. I think, uh, yeah, it'll be a good time. It'll be good. So, yeah, shoot us your ideas, folks. Coda, what is your golden nugget? My golden nugget is that we saw Eternals We did see Eternals. Last night. Yes. And I know what you're thinking. Dakota, isn't it called The Eternals? No, apparently they dropped the the, much like the Facebook back in the day. It was the Facebook? Have you never seen the Social Network movie? With... Yeah, but, like, I didn't really pay attention. Oh, I actually saw that movie in theaters. Which weird. Is weird. Yeah, and, like, it's weird because, like, that movie was only in 2010, 2011, so a few years after Facebook really hit the scene, and, like, <laughs> now it's become a thing where, like, Mark Zuckerberg was, like, an asshole at that time. Now it's... He's this, it, but he's even more, much. like, he's more hated now than he ever was. Right. That's a whole side point. Anyways, Eternals. It's getting a lot of hate. I feel unjustified. Mm. And I loved it. I thought it was amazing. I was worried going into it because it's got a 54 on Metacritic, uh, the rating site. Yeah. And so the lowest rated Marvel movie, which is bonkers because it is... I rated it in like my number seven or eight or something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, so like I said last night, I think that if you're going into it expecting a Marvel movie, yes, you will be disappointed because I personally think it's a love story. Yeah. Who the love story is being written for, I think it's up for debate. I think that it's a love story to humanity. Um, but you could say it's a love story to whomever, I guess. So I think, you know, if you're expecting like an Iron Man versus Captain America, yeah, you're going to be really disappointed because that's not the story that they're telling. Um, but it's a it's a beautiful story. I really liked it. Yeah. And I think it has a lot more to say than a lot of Marvel movies. I love them all to death, not in equal parts, you know. The Incredible Hulk was shit, but uh, it just had a lot to say and actually made me feel for all these characters yeah. that I'd never met before. So yeah. It was also really pretty to watch. Yeah, it was a really good looking I movie. I like the color scheme that they mm-hmm. chose. It yeah. was like they, they 
muted some of the colors. It was very interesting. It like, was. Like, even if you think of, like, the way that they film Marvel, like, they're very mm. crisp, bright colors. This wasn't... It wasn't crisp yeah. and bright. That's that's it's true. not a Marvel movie. That's why I couldn't read it. Yeah, she wouldn't even put it on the on a ranking, which is like defeats the whole point. It's not a Marvel movie. Uh, yes, it technically is. Technically, <laughs> yes, but no. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I fully recommend Eternals, even if you know people are are not digging it as much as other ones. Just go in with the expectation that it's not what you would typically expect they finally broke the mold from what you expect in a marvel movie and people are going to be disappointed with that yeah. but i welcome the freshness of this you know Good. it didn't play by the marvel rules absolutely so, what is your golden nugget tomorrow's my birthday <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> yeah surprise <laughs> yes i get it better get a present <laughs> I know, i'm talking like that actually i know your presence on the way yeah, well, with all the supply chain things, I'm not sure. Like, it might be. Do you know when it's coming? Did they t- give you a tracking? I'll have to check. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's in my email. I know it's on the way. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if there was a tracking number attached to it or not, though. Where did you order it from? If I told you that, it would completely spoil where it's from, because the thing I ordered is in the title. <laughs> no, but, like, is it from China? Is it from America? Oh, the Great it's Britain? from the States. Oh, then it shouldn't yeah. be too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so tell us. So tell your friends. Yeah, tell your friends. (laughs) Tell your friends that it's your birthday. (laughs) And they will be getting this episode on the 10th, which is two days after your birthday. So tell your friends. Spread the good word that Liz's birthday was two days ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I um, love my birthday. I think it, next to Christmas, is my favorite time of the year. Um, I think everybody should celebrate me. I am a phenomenal human. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you laughing? <laughs> I mean, yes, yes, you are. <laughs> and I like to have like a birthday week. Last year was a really shitty birthday for me. We yeah. had a blizzard and a fucking pandemic. And yeah, and... I think that was the first time in my life where I was like, "Huh, birthdays." Yeah. So I'm oh, hoping this year's better. We're making up for this year. What are we? What are we doing? Ah, uh, we are going to Moose Jaw to do the spa continue there's more to it we're <laughs> and we're going to deja vu okay. we're gonna get some chicken and we're gonna stay overnight at the spa and maybe i might take you to the casino we'll see about that one and we're gonna do the tunnels there's a new thing at the tunnels where it's like atomic rocket or something that's no that's not it. i don't know what it it's is. it's a bunker it's uh oh, for the cold war yes got it so we're gonna be in like a bunker and shit and that's cool. all i know cool so is that better then, is that what you want uh, me to Then atomic shit? No, is that a better explanation? Yeah, I didn't want people to just like, <laughs> oh, we're just going to the spa and then coming home. Like, it's a long drive for yeah, that. Yeah, no, he planned a really nice birthday. Yes, and uh, I've got like, she also likes uh, the birthday week idea. Yeah. Uh, so I do little things throughout the week. Yeah. Uh, you know, for instance, she already knows this, but tomorrow for her actual birthday, we are going to a place called Snowy Village yeah. here in Saskatoon, yeah. where they do shaved ice with... Uh, oh, yes. Uh, do you want to describe what is what is sh- this shaved ice? I don't really know what it well, is. Well, I don't, that's why I threw it to you, because I'm like, how do you explain it? It's, it's just It's delicious. ice that we pay for. <laughs> it's got, like, probably ice cream and condensed milk and Oreos and... Mm. Yeah, and they've got, like... a like a creamy sauce thing over it. it the outside's pretty good the inside you're literally just eating ice and it's so good i love ice i like to eat ice yeah i like ice <laughs> okay this is this is a thing we're talking about <laughs> yes so before we get into the meat of the worst year and what it was can i guess yes you're gonna get it wrong <laughs> what about what if you're just like no this is <laughs> 
this is my show, bitch. Yes. Well, actually, the next line that I was going to say is, okay, Coda, so what year do you think was the worst year to be alive? So I wanted you to guess anyway, so okay, you got okay. it. Good, good. Um, I was going to guess uh, around the 20s. Uh, 1920? Well, in the 20s, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Am I in there? Like, I'm thinking the uh, uh, depression and stuff like that. That just seems like... Because, like, at least here in... 2021 we have like video games and stuff to occupy us right back then it was just depression right um no you're about 1400 years off well that can't be right <laughs> 1400 years carry the one that takes us to when <laughs> um 536 536 hey yeah i was close you were very close yeah so um okay i'm interested in what because just truth be told, I, depression doesn't really do much for me. So I'm curious what this, uh, you know. Well, I don't think the depression does much for anyone. Yeah, it's but got like. depression in the name. That's fair. But like learning about it, you know. Uh, so ooh, were there, uh, uh, cook, no, saber tooth, saber tooth tigers in this one? No. Oh. Those are like 10,000 years. Son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. What. Is this 536 or whatever it was? Okay, well, I have to say what I was going to say before, and then we'll segue into 536. Right, you have, to follow your script. Script. you have to follow your script. Yes. So, you're, you're Ron Burgundy, so. Yes. So if one were to ask me, <laughs> <laughs> I would probably have a few ideas in years that we have covered here, such as the Black Death in 1347 or the Spanish Flu in 1918. 2020 could also be a good contender. It started with Australia being on fire, racial unrest and protests due to the murder of George Floyd. The year's hurricane seasons broke a ton of records and the Western U.S. went up in flames. Not to mention the start of a global pandemic that has so far killed more than 5 million people. And that number might be low because some countries aren't able to accurately identify the deaths. Um, it also caused a recession that we're still trying to wrap our heads around. But apparently, all that pales to the year 536 AD, which, according to contemporary scholars, is actually the worst year to have been alive. Hmm. Hmm. So in 2018, before COVID and our current climate disasters, medieval scholar and chair of the Harvard University Initiative for the Science of the Human Past, Michael McCormick, nominated 536 as the worst year to be alive, stating it was the beginning of one of the worst periods to be alive, if not the worst year. And I want his job. <laughs> you should, like is that his job he just like no he's the medieval scholar and chair of the harvard university initiative for the science of the human past so he does more than just say what the worst year is yeah i just want to study the human past yeah the, i mean the, he probably makes bank so i'd support you thank you by all accounts, 536 would have been just a regular old year in medieval history. It was the 10th year of the Byzantine rule under Emperor Justinian the Great, just before the Justinian plague wiped out a bunch of people in 541. Did he have the Justinian plague was named after him? Yes. Oh, did he cause it? No. Okay. <laughs> he lived through it. He survived Why it. Why did they name it after him? Uh, he was the emperor at the time. <laughs> That sucks. It does suck for him, yeah. Um, like, then why didn't we just call this, like, instead of COVID, we just call it the Trump, you know? <laughs> I wish we had. <laughs> yeah. Ah, shit, I got the Trump again. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. In 536, there were no great upheavals in terms of politics, just the normal squabbles between rulers and regular old death from being a medieval peasant. That was until a mysterious event plunged Europe 
the Middle East and parts of Asia into darkness day and night for 18 months. For the sun gave forth its light without brightness, like the moon during the whole year, wrote Byzantine historian Procopius. It was dark for 18 months? Yes. This would be great for vampires. Absolutely. (laughs) These comments coincide with observations made by Cassiodorus, a Roman statesman who was writing at the time. In letters from 536 to 538 AD, Cassiodorus wrote, The sun, first of stars, seems to have lost his wonted light and appears of a bluish color. We marvel to see no shadows of our bodies at noon, to feel the mighty vigor of his heat wasted into feebleness, and the phenomena which accompany a transitory eclipse prolonged through the whole year. The moon, too, even when her orb is full, is empty of her natural splendor. Strange has been the course of the year thus far. We have had a winter without storms, a spring without mildness, and a summer without heat. The seasons seem to be all jumbled up together, and the fruits, which were wont to be formed by gentle showers, cannot be looked for from the parched earth. So this lack of sun was caused by a literal dark cloud or fog over the whole globe that lasted more than a year. It was, as you might say, a literal dark age. Ha ha ha, there's a history joke for you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah. because, because people call the medieval period the dark ages. <laughs> Leave the jokes to me, Liz, please. <laughs> Did you write that joke? Or was that uh, like... Written somewhere. It was written somewhere, but it's a funny joke. I'm glad you didn't come up with that, because you can do better. (laughs) (laughs) Just so wounded. (laughs) You don't think it's a funny joke? I do not. Oh. (laughs) No. (laughs) Because of the lack of sun, temperatures dropped by one and a half to two and a half degrees Celsius, initiating the coldest decade in the past 2,300 years, And, as alluded to, this lasted for decades. It's even reported that there was snow in China during the summer. Oh, holy shit. That sounds awful. Yeah, you would hate this. I I would, uh, this would would be the worst year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no sun and cold. Yeah, ugh. And bad wine, because the grapes were bad. No, not wine. Yes. On top of no sun and cold weather, the crops began to fail. Not having direct sun had an immediate effect on the crop output around the world. Plants need light to grow, and if they're not getting light due to a huge black cloud covering the sky, they aren't going to grow. Top that with the new colder weather, and you have widespread global famine. The Irish Chronicles at this time record a failure of bread that lasted from the years 536 to 539. In China, in 536, the climate also started to change, such as the raining of dust that you could scoop into your hands. The Nan Shi, which is a 6th century chronicle, reported a yellow ash-like substance falling from the sky. They named it Hui, meaning dust, and said it was yellow in color. It is unclear if this was volcanic dust or a random unexpected climate reaction. However, this was just the beginning of China's climate disruption. The Chronicles of Southern Dynasties reported on a rare summer-winter weather event, with frost in the midsummer and snow in August. Summer crops were destroyed, and the city of Xinxiu and others were thrown into a deadly famine that lasted for two years and resulted in the deaths of 70 to 80% of the population. Yeah, that sounds, sounds like that could be the worst year. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking, like, what would we do if there was a global crop failure like would we just die would we just die 
Like, we live in this modern world, but would we just die? Well, I... Mm. Or, like, would Western countries, because we have money, would our people survive, but then, like, developing countries, would they just die? How yeah. does, it, how does yeah, it work? Yeah, I, I think there would be a shit ton of death around the world. I think... I think us Western societies might come up with, like, be forced to quickly come up with alternatives. Um, I don't know what that exactly looks like, but, like... Eating each other. Eating each other or uh, doing some science shit to make something that you can eat. Uh, like, ah, we've come up with this paste that yeah. can sustain you. <laughs> yeah, like Soylent. Soylent, yes. Which you love. No, I don't love Soylent. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it is a meal replacement in quotes it uh got banned here for in canada for a while for not actually being a meal replacement but essentially technically you could drink it for every meal and survive on that uh i did this for my lunches for a while and uh it, it what it basically tastes like is what i guess if you just were to drink pancake batter mm. So you have to spice it up, you know, throw some cinnamon and banana. Yeah. And then it's okay at best. Yeah. So don't recommend. That's fair. So what do you think so far? Worst year so far? Yeah. I And on top of that, I, you know, I think of it being dark all the time. I think, you know, whenever I've lived in a basement suite, mm. I'm more depressed than I am when I yeah. live, you know, upstairs where there's sun. Right. So... I, I imagine that, you know, depression is just rampant. Right. So. So historical accounts, like the ones that I just mentioned, weren't taken very seriously until the 1990s. So basically, they had these written down and people were like, eh, that's like probably an exaggeration. I don't know why they're talking about these things. But this changed when researchers examined tree rings in Iceland and found that something weird did actually happen around 536. The tree rings, so here's that science for you. The tree rings were analyzed, noting a decrease in tree ring widths and cell wall thickness, all pointing to a period of slow growth. Knowing that the temperatures had indeed dropped at this time, it became known as the Late Antique Little Ice Age. Late Antique Little Ice Age. Yeah. That is not going to catch on. No. Can you imagine? <laughs> uh, the sequel, uh, this, this, they come out with a six Ice Age movie and they call it the Late Antique Little Ice Age. It's a lot of words. Yeah, I don't think that would do very well. I don't think Ray Romano would sign on for Probably that one. Probably not, no. It was a pretty drastic change. It happened overnight, says McCormick. The ancient witnesses really were onto something. They were not being hysterical or imagining the end of the world because for them, it was the end of the world. It was the beginning of one of the worst periods to be alive, if not the worst year, states McCormick. This period of cold and starvation caused economic stagnation that intensified in 541 when the first bubonic plague, also known as the Justinian Plague, broke out. This plague killed between one-third and one-half of the population in the Byzantine Empire. Do you think this Justinian guy was just, like, whiny about it? He's like... Can you guys please stop calling it that? I don't like it. That's not funny. Mom says that's not funny. Mom says that's not funny. <laughs> With the many bodies laying around, the city of Constantinople began to stink. Some were even just tossed into the sea, only to resurface later. There wasn't a lot of burial. There wasn't a lot of burial planning at that time, so Emperor Justinian ordered the bodies to be removed from the city. But all that did was expose more people to the disease, as healthy people were ordered to move the dead ones out. 
It's estimated that 50 million people died during this time. What the fuck? Mm. And do you know what the population was at the time? I don't. Not a lot. Yeah. That's wild. Not 7 billion. No. It also had a major effect on the Scandinavian Vikings, this 536 black cloud. Archaeological evidence shows that almost 75% of villages were abandoned in parts of Sweden. Areas of southern Norway show a decrease in formal burial... Burials! Fuck! Burials! <laughs> indicating that quickness was needed for these burials, up to 90 to 95% of them. Scandinavian narratives recount possible events that might be referring to 536. Snorri Storlesson's Edda, which is also a poem, includes a reference to Fibmolwinter, the great or mighty winter that served as a forewarning of Ragnarok. It is speculated that the social unrest and sharp agrarian decline at this time may have been a primary catalyst for the Viking exodus, when, in the 9th century, young men left Scandinavia in droves and sought to conquer new worlds. So that's what Valhalla is based on. Mm, okay. Yeah, in case you were wondering. I was. Interestingly... The year 536 wasn't only bad for those in the Northern Hemisphere, but also for the Mochi civilization in Peru. So they went through something a little bit different than what was happening in Europe, but they also had a shitty year. The Mochi were once a dominant force in the region and were known to be avid fishermen and developers of an advanced irrigation system that allowed a variety of crops to grow. Their agricultural talents were the backbone of their economy. But, as has happened in Europe and China, the weather in the 6th century had a massive effect on their economics. It was around this time that an unusually strong El Nino weather system caused waters to warm, which decimated the fish supply. The freak weather... <laughs> oh no, all the fish died. Well, that's what they ate to live. Well, <laughs> they should eat something better. That's like fair. steak. That's... yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why, why wasn't that an option for them? <laughs> The freak weather system also caused heavy flooding, which ruined their irrigation system and devastated their ability to grow enough food to feed their people. So do you have any guesses about this black fog? Yes. What's that Stephen King novel? <laughs> the the mist. mist. The Mist. The Mist. I think it's that. I think uh, these hellish demon things are going to attack them. Yeah. Is that it. what's... I mean, that would make this year worse. <laughs> <laughs> it really would. Scientists now know the source of this mysterious clouds that blocked out the sun for so many months. An ultra-precise, here's some more science for you, an ultra-precise analysis of ice from a Swiss glacier by McCormick and glaciologist Paul Mayowski reported that a cataclysmic volcanic eruption spewed ash across the northern hemisphere in early 536. And it just stayed there for 18 months? Yes. Jeez. It's unsure if this volcano erupted in El Salvador, North America, or Iceland, but it is clear that it happened and had a massive effect on the population at the time. Two other massive eruptions followed in 540 and 547. The repeated blows, followed by plague, plunged Europe into economic stagnation that lasted until 660 in Europe and 680 in Central Asia. This uptick in economics is also seen in the same glacial ice, as it is indicated in a spike in the airborne lead in 640, showing the resurgence in the mining of silver. So isn't that cool? Yeah. Yeah, so I just think that's super cool, because, like, this ice that they're studying, they can see that there was all this volcanic ash, and then nothing happened for, like, 100 years. Right. And then, again, in 640, they can see that there's traces of lead in the ice that indicates that they started mining silver again. And so, like, that 
pollution from the silver mining shows up in this ice crystals as lead. Okay. I don't exactly know what that means. I'm going to be honest, but okay. <laughs> That's science for you. You, know, yeah. you like science facts. I love science. I'm not good at it, though. <laughs> This lead proves that precious metal was in demand in an economy rebounding from the blow a century before. A second lead peak in 660 marks a major infusion of silver into the emergent medieval economy and suggests that gold had become scarce as trade began to increase, forcing a shift to silver as the monetary standard. Okay, so I just fucking love that because history is so cool. They're like, there's more lead. That means that economy's bouncing back so there's no more gold in the economy so they have to use more silver to get in it is so fucking cool yeah that's what i think too and it shows the rise of the merchant class for the first time fuck yeah history (laughs) it shouldn't be science bitch it should be history bitch yes so this is why i should probably become like a weirdo history chair (laughs) just like can i imagine me me as a chair yeah (laughs) full on (laughs) For medieval and Roman historians, this detailed log of natural disasters and human pollution, so that's the airborne lead, frozen into ice gives a new kind of record for understanding of the connection between human and natural causes for the fall of the Roman Empire and the growth of a new medieval economy. Again, fucking cool. So, but how did they know it was volcano, you might ask? How did they know it was volcano? Well... Six years ago, polar ice cores from Greenland and Antarctica were studied in order to help us understand. Sorry, six years ago? Yes. Oh, it's very Very recent. recent. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When a volcano erupts, it spews sulfur, bismuth, and other substances high into the atmosphere, where they form an aerosol veil that reflects the sun's light back into space, thus cooling the planet. By matching the ice record of the chemical traces with the tree ring records... Isn't that cool? They're my etching ice and tree. Fuck off. Okay. So stop. So I, I yes, you you're digging this. <laughs> I'm like I'm having a hard time following it a little bit. That's okay. But uh I did write down this joke, which was you you said that uh um that bismuth mm. is uh spewed from a volcano. So if you had a lisp, you could say, uh that's none of your bismuth. <laughs> <laughs> Very relevant. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I bring to this podcast. <laughs> so by matching the ice record of the chemical traces with the tree records, a team was able to discover that nearly every unusually cold summer over the past 2,500 years was preceded by a volcanic eruption. What? Shut up. This same team looked at another ice core from a glacier in the Swiss Alps, and they discovered the same things. This 72-meter-long core showed more than 2,000 years of fallout from volcanoes, Saharan dust storms, and human activities. So then they did some science tech, uh, they did some high-tech science experiments on the core, uh, but I won't go into because Dakota. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> Were you going to go into it? No, I have it written here literally. Oh, okay, because <laughs> I was like... <laughs> I thought maybe you were just going to skip it because I'm not following what the fuck you're talking about as it is. No. But from those experiments, they were able to pinpoint storms, volcanic eruptions, and lead pollution down to the month, or even less, going back 2,000 years. So isn't that super fucking cool? That's wild. Yes! 
I'm blown away. You're not, but no, I am. No, not at all. <laughs> I loved researching this episode. Did you? Yes. Well, you're going to just be disappointed. No! <laughs> you were pumped when I told you the topic. Yeah, but, but like... <laughs> and you were excited about science! That's true. Maybe I don't like science as much as I thought. Continue. Still later, these ice samples are a window into another dark period in medieval history. Lead vanished from the air during the Black Death from 1349 to 1353, revealing an economy that had ground to a halt again. So it makes me wonder what historians 700 years from now will find in our ice records, uh, provided that we have ice records because they might have all melted from climate change. While research into the worst year alive isn't the most happy topic to get into, the work done by the people at Harvard ended on a positive note. While the <laughs> they ended on a positive note, well, they're like, well, this is really depressing, but it's Tom's birthday, it's and Liz's we've got birthday. ice cream cake! <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yes, in this case, you do want to be there. You want to be a part of this. So I'll throw you into the story so that you feel like you're, uh, you you're, like you're, you work there. It's Liz's I birthday! Do work there. I work at Harvard for history. <laughs> yeah, you do. I'm proud of you, dear. <laughs> While the events of 536 were the start of some truly literal dark days in our planet's history, they were able to find the moments when things really did start to turn around. The lesson being that as bad as it may seem, things almost always get better. So Dakota, what do you think? Hmm. Well, let's start with the positive. I think uh, it's cool that they actually were able to uh find out why because i i didn't know if you'd have like the why behind the sun uh being Mm. blocked out so that was cool that there actually was a reason and it was like from volcanoes and uh, volcano volcanoes volcano volcano uh yeah so i thought that was pretty cool i man it would have been so depressing to live back then yeah uh especially with the monsters in the mist that's true (laughs) that uh that would be terrifying so but again then this is my own thing is i just didn't follow the actual science shit mm. i it, i kind of feel like a dumbass can i clarify it, anything for you i don't know what to where to start mm. i just i just didn't get these ice records and like all that stuff i'm like i don't follow what's going on and i don't think that's your fault i just think i'm anyways i just uh didn't necessarily follow it i hope i'm sure the listeners did i just like i'm not great at this kind of stuff so mm-hmm. uh yeah so i'm great at it clearly i'm not <laughs> i'm just trying to pump you up i, I wrote down none of your bismuth <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the things i i wrote and wait till you hear the stinger after we say goodbye oh good uh it's like okay <laughs> anyways I give this six okay point five bismuth out of ten. No, <laughs> sorry, that's sorry, a, that's fair. But I, I think part of it is is just my own brain <laughs> that I didn't uh, couldn't follow it right exactly. That's fair. Well, that's all we have for this week. We'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to hang out with us. If you enjoyed listening to what we had to say. Please download our podcast from wherever you get your podcasts. Can you leave us a review? I would really appreciate that. That would be great. Um, Tell your friends about us because indie podcasts really do grow through word of mouth. 
And if you want to stay in contact to see behind-the-scenes action, you can follow us on Instagram at The Reluctant Historian or on Facebook under The Reluctant Historian Podcast. You can also shoot us an email with future show ideas or corrections you may have noted to TheReluctantHistorian at gmail.com. So, we'll see you next week. Same time, same place. If you loved Ice Age featuring that mammoth, that sloth, and that kooky saber-toothed tiger, you're gonna love Ray Romano's Antique Little Ice Age, coming next winter. (laughs) Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.